Big Fluff. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, uh, oh, I said I had money on this not happening. Um, uh, for the last year, I feel like I've been living someone else's life, and now I feel like I've definitely won someone else's award. Um, um, doesn't, uh, thank you so much, HFPA and Netflix and Left Bank. And, um, <sighs> um, I've had the loveliest time doing this, and to all my fellow nominees, who are all just marvellous, um, uh, I, I don't know what to say, because I genuinely... I'd already got a little bit boozy, because I thought this wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so, um, thank you. Uh, completely stumped. Um, and Fleabag, yay. <laughs> uh, and everyone here, I, honestly, sitting there and watching everybody, it's so exciting. Um, we, we've gone, look who it is, look who's there. So um, thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. I've had such a lovely time. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Hobo Radio. So stay tuned. Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And with me, the new and improved 2020 Lars Periwinkle. Holy heck, I forgot it's a new year. We need to perform our annual Hobo Radio tradition. Would you like to do it or shall I? Why don't you go ahead and do it? I'll go ahead and do it. Yeah. <clears throat> 2020, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> now it's official. It's Because this is like, this, we're kind of far into into the year at this point. It felt it felt very unofficial. But then, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, a continent has caught on fire already. We're on the brink of another world war. A lot of shit has happened. Yeah. That's all, you know, Jillian Michael called like fat shamed Lizzo. It's been a weird year. Yeah, very weird. <laughs> Baby Yoda, meme of the decade? That's what we need to be talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's right. I mean, I know like some might argue is like right <laughs> at the end and this bubble might burst, but come on. Who what's giving you more joy? Name another meme that was better. I think I think it works perfectly because um memes are an internet thing and the internet's memory is so goddamn short that Wait. we just glom on to the most recent thing. So yes, of course. Yeah, well, yeah the idea of a meme of the the, the decade. Yeah, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shut up is the proper response. Yeah. Uh well speaking of uh things that happened recently. Um you know hey, Lars, in addition to being a new year, you know what else it is right now? So hmm. It's officially award season, baby. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Here award, we go. It's award season. Uh, I don't want to say a lot about the Golden Globes because they're trash. And they've always been trash. And I don't care about them. But... I don't know if you saw. Did you see any of the the Golden Globe? I didn't watch them live, but I watched some YouTube's. Uh, the yes, next day. That, that, that's what I did as well. I think exactly two is what I watched. Did you? Well, I hope you watched Olivia Coleman because that was the only good one. Oh no, I didn't. No. Uh, I watched she, the bad. I watched two. I watched two that pissed me off so bad that yeah. I gave well, up. Well, that's what I want to talk. about. But I just wanted before I got to those. This is the see. I'm trying to be a better person in 2020, so I wanted to start with the good of. Oh, uh, sure. I watched Olivia Coleman. We should always uh-huh. give her awards because she's always stunned by it. Like she, yes. but like sincerely stunned, not like fake Hollywood stunned. Like right. genuinely, like oh God, I, I've got to talk. I I don't yeah. know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so she's always delightful, but no, the, the one I do want to talk about for sure is that that motherfucker, Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. won an award for screenwriting and straight up legit said, when you win an award for screenwriting, you don't have anyone to thank because you did, did it all he... yourself. What? Yeah. <laughs> he thanked himself again, but this time well, he like does. said he doesn't have to thank anyone because it's screenwriting. That's so. That's so dumb. So he doesn't have to thank anyone that put put the screenplay onto the screen. He did. No. He did one hundred percent of. All, he's the reason that anyone saw his his fucking screenplay. Also, he's patting himself on the back for a screenplay of a thing that's based on a real life event. You didn't even credit the real life thing that happened or you Sharon know? Tate, like whose yeah. life you <laughs> co opted into your movie. Yeah, so that you, you could know, film Margot me, Robbie's feet. Oh boy! Uh, to be fair, I didn't see the damn movie. I haven't seen it either. Um, uh, but it just feels weird so. To yeah, me that yeah. You're I, doing... for, I forgot to even. That's a really good point. Is like yeah. you included real, true life events and didn't like. So I remember we talked about <clears throat> in 1997 when Titanic won all of the awards at the Oscars. Um, James Cameron accepted the the award for directing and um i don't remember that speech but i remember the speech he made when it won best picture and when that happened he said if you if if you would join me in a moment of silence for all the um all the souls that were lost um aboard the titanic that night and there was one which that that's okay fine fine But he didn't do that when he won Best Director, which is just saying, I'll do it when I win Best Picture. Yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> which I thought, would, I don't know. I, I I thought about it the, the night it happened. I just thought that was in poor taste of like, like, I'm not saying don't expect to win. I'm just saying, like, if it really matters, you would do it when you first are at a microphone to actually do it. If it was important to you. If it was important. If it was yeah. actually important. And so, yeah, for Tarantino, I don't... You wrote, you wrote a, a movie around the, the, the horrific murders. Um, I would have acknowledged it. Just I, people lost their lives that night in a brutal way. 
um, thank you for this award, but it, if you wouldn't mind, just acknowledge the fact that these horrible events occurred to these people who didn't deserve it, or something to that that effect. Just anything, yeah, any acknowledgement. But I, well, it's just it's really the idea. Like, write a fucking novel, man. Like, if your whole thing is that you don't want to credit anyone, don't work in an infamously like collaborative medium such as film that requires a lot of other people on board to. Like, even if you're the writer-director, someone financed it, someone lets you write the damn movie, mm-hmm. someone bought the script, like, someone, you people played these parts, like, people watched the movie. You could thank any of those people. Or, I don't know, your wife, or cocaine, you know, for like, inspiring <laughs> you. I'd like to thank Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, yeah, no, it's a really good – that's such a shitty fucking move. Yeah. Because as I said at the beginning, no one sees your fucking screenplay without the movie being made. Right. You know what I mean? This is, You didn't win for best screenplay because someone just read your screenplay and decided to give you an award. Yeah, it's not the blacklist. Like, it's not just a stack of scripts that are, like, just being read, you know? Like, yeah, for real. Even, even, but honestly, even if you write a novel, someone published it. There's still people you know to what think. I mean? There's always Absolutely. someone to thank, you know? Like, that's a if good lesson. If your work has reached the masses to yeah. the point where you're standing on a podium in front of a camera holding an award, there are people to thank. Well, also, I don't know, just maybe always, if you're Quentin Tarantino specifically, maybe always thank, like, Kurosawa and the 1970s. Like, because you probably always owe them a debt (laughs) for whatever you made. No, yeah, 100%. You could have, from what I understand of the film, you probably could have thanked Steve McQueen for existing. I mean, we all all kind of should because that guy was badass. And thank and or apologize to Bruce Lee. Yes, yes, and from what I hear, you should you should apologize to the Bruce Lee family. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, but what a what a dick! He's Every such a single dick. time, he's such a and dick. We we for, we forgave him for so long because he was good, and he, now dude, come the, on, the '90s are indebted to him because he yeah. really did. As much as he annoys me, he completely changed the direction or shaped the direction of independent films in the 90s uh you know and a lot of it was by like taking on sort of lost classic ways of telling film and like doing a sort of modern retro thing and it was great and he is a good filmmaker and i think that's why it's so frustrating that he has become such an insufferable asshole (laughs) maybe and maybe become isn't even fair maybe he always was one but it was easier to ignore in the 90s i don't know yeah not much uh yeah i don't know not as yeah i don't know what to tell you man like he he didn't even originate this this form of uh borrowing from other filmmakers because scorsese did it but he acknowledged when he did it yeah like i learned this camera work from from Kurosawa or from um, who's the other? Uh, ooh, Once Upon a Time in America. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, I borrowed from him as well. Like he talked about all his inspirations and the things, uh, the the things he borrowed from them, and then so that's already been done. So you're 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 doing like you're borrowing from a person who already started borrowing. So yeah. it's really. I'm not saying you were ever bad at this. I'm just saying it's not as good as you think. And also you're, you are an insufferable ass. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Sergio Leone. 
Thank you. Thank yeah, you yeah. very much. Uh, yeah. So who are the... You said you watched them, and it sounded like you didn't watch the Tarantino one. So which, which speeches did you watch? I watched Gervais's oh. monologue. We, we put a pin in that. We're coming back to that for sure. Okay. <laughs> Um, and something else that I don't remember. I think I may have. I, I think I watched it today or yesterday, and I've already uh, repressed it. Yeah, I'd be hard pressed to remember uh, much of what I saw. Yeah, you know, as much as as much as the the Academy Awards are a um, a you know jerk off session. Yeah, um, the Golden Globes they really flex that because not as many people are watching it. There's not as much of a time constraint, so it it really is just removing those bottom ribs and going for it as far as Hollywood goes. Oh yeah, no for sure. All right, so Gervais, <laughs> let's let's do it. Let's talk about him. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. I've been working on this. It's look, you know, I can't do impressions well, mm-hmm. so this is not. It's not like if you close your eyes. Uh, you're gonna like picture Ricky Gervais, but I've been. This is the impression I've been doing of him. Well, I think since... you're not giving yourself enough credit. I'm gonna go ahead and actually close my eyes, and you you just take me there because I think you can. Okay. I don't care. I don't care about these awards. Oh, they don't well, matter. Uh, oh my god! Please, everyone, welcome to Hobo Radio, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> it's still you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's still you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you got that from the monologue. He doesn't care, Lars. No. He, he doesn't. doesn't. He doesn't. He's going to stand in that room and he's going to he he doesn't give a shit. He's got a beer in his hand, right? He's not wearing a tie. These are things that you should know. Beer in hand, he's wearing a tie and you know what? He's going to tell you real shit. Like Leonardo DiCaprio dates women that are younger than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said it. He does he's in that room and he said it. You know what else? Yes. You, you know will. what else? Martin Scorsese uh-huh. is not a tall man. Holy shit. Yeah, he spoke truth to power. <laughs> One more? One more? Netflix? I don't know if I can handle more. Oh, Hold on. okay. I'll keep going. Okay, keep going. Netflix, okay? The company that Ricky Gervais. Whoa. Here she had. goes. I want to. Oh, oh. Yeah. Ricky's thoughts on Netflix. Here we go. Yeah. Everyone, buckle and up. Here, just notice that before I say the line, so Netflix, <laughs> Ricky Gervais has a deal with them. So this is really ballsy because he's going to talk some shit about the company that he has a contract with. So, <laughs> so you know it's going uh, to. But he doesn't, he doesn't care. I don't know if you heard my impression of him. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. care? I don't care. You don't care. He just told everyone so, he doesn't care. So, Netflix, uh-huh. that powerful company, yeah, yeah, they're gonna win all the awards. Holy shit! He didn't say that. He Can literally you say that. Can yeah, you he, say that on he, television? On oh, television, he, he, this is his last time doing this awards show. Everyone heard him. Yeah, everyone heard him. Oh. Everyone in the room full of celebrities that he volunteered to do this job for. That he loves hanging around in Hollywood, the place where he was, you know, like, like, I just, I, sorry, I love this idea of like, this response of like, oh man, he, he told that room off that like, he doesn't give a shit about Hollywood. That dude wants to be loved by Hollywood so bad. Why do you think he's, yeah, I mean, honestly, look, it's the, the thing is in my personal experience in my personal life. When someone's, when someone is saying loudly, I don't care, it means they actually oh, care yeah. way more than I even think they do. But that was literally the setup. And for those of you who didn't watch it, it, that was what he would say he didn't care. 
then he would tell those are real jokes by the way those are like the real subjects of three of his jokes uh then he would tell that joke and then punctuate it by reminding you that he said it because he didn't care yeah totally like he 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 tried to get on that soapbox of you're not in touch with reality at all. You you are in no position to lecture anyone on how they should be living their lives because there's such a small fraction of you who who live your life in the manner in which you live it. It's yeah. insane. Which I'm not I'm not saying it's right or wrong. All I'm saying is if you didn't care you wouldn't have taken this job. Right. If you didn't care, you'd be on an island collecting all of the money from the office that you will continue to get for your entire life. You never have to be in public Straight again. Up, don't don't <laughs> tell me that don't tell me that, well, you don't want to refuse a job that's offered to you because you don't need the money. You yeah. you wanted to show up and do this stuff. You know why? Because you care. Yeah. You, you took a job hosting an award show. Like that's the definition of caring. Like, the, the, I, I saw I saw at the end too. Um, he at one point said, "Oh my God, kill me!" Well, it's it's almost over. When I'm like, I don't. I know there are a bunch of rehearsals and shit like this. This is not a hard gig. And also, if you didn't want to do it so bad, no one's making you. Yeah, you're not contractually obligated <laughs> ever to yeah. host the Golden Globes. Yeah, the idea that he was doing the world a favor by being there is yeah, so real, ridiculous. Like, like you look. Look, don't 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 tell me that you took this gig to show up and call everyone out on their shit because I'm not buying it. You showed up to say those things to get a bunch of fucking attention because you want it because you care so goddamn hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, man. It... This list is getting longer of people that we just can't have on the show anymore. So we got to be careful. <laughs> you know what, though? It's well, hold on. I'm getting a. am going to patch him in. I'm getting a phone call from Ricky Gervais. We just Are talked you? a bunch okay. of shit about him. But guess what? Oh, it turns out. I don't care. Oh, my God. There he goes again. Drop yeah. the truth bombs. Yeah. All the truth. But hold on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> these bombs falling down all around me. You know what? The, I'm glad that he finally talked shit about celebrities getting on their soapbox about their beliefs. Because you know what I hate? There's these assholes. And I can't remember the name of the one. But I know there's one who always goes on Twitter and like mm -hmm. gets really indignant about atheism. And how mm -hmm. important it is that everyone be an atheist. Like, who is that? He's the guy. <laughs> the guy. Oh, he's the guy from um, from Extras. Remember yeah. Extras? It yeah. was an HBO show. Oh, that was the show with the guy who, like, every episode he hung out with a celebrity, right? <laughs> um. Yeah. 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 He had and he, really like, big celebrities on the show, like award winning celebrities. Award winning celebrities, and kind of the the conceit of the show was that he wasn't as important as them, but he desperately wanted to hang out with them. That show, right? That, that's right. Yeah. I yep. That was the show. I don't remember his name. He was then that movie about atheism. Yeah. Too, uh, oh wait, I, I, Bill Maher. It was Bill Maher. Yeah. <laughs> it was Bill Maher. The insufferable fuck who thinks he's the smartest guy in every goddamn room. If you're so smart, sir, why did you sleep with Ann Coulter? Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I had a mouthful of Tecate, you son of a bitch. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and really, like, what you did was you went on national television and said, <laughs> all of the people that are super rich are not in touch with the people who aren't them. Did you know that? <laughs> All of you should know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Get the fuck out of here. It's also, what's hilarious too, because it's not only the room that he's in, but okay, 
So who's going to hear this message outside of that room? People watching out an award show. <laughs> like, yeah. th- that's what always drives me insane about all of that rhetoric of like everyone. It, like, if you're watching the Golden Globes, you fucking love Hollywood. You care. Mm-hmm. People who actually don't care not only aren't presenting or hosting, they're not watching the Golden Globes. I love Hollywood. You and I talk about movies all the time. I didn't watch yeah. that shit until it was on YouTube. <laughs> like, yeah, straight up. I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, no, it's it's ridiculous. Like, I just Also, the best diss in the world is the fact that uh, it came up that the Academy Awards are going to not have a host again. Okay, right on. I Let's think keep it, that the trend. Who gives a shit? It, no, that, the, if you really want to talk about not caring, nobody fucking cares about the job of hosting the Oscars. Like, has anyone ever actually been good at it? Like, people have been fine at it. People have been enjoyable. I think Billy Crystal is probably remembered as like the best by people who are old, uh, because like he did it perfectly pleasantly and you know yeah no sure but he did it he did it like the old hollywood way because they love saying that it's like old hollywood tonight and but i think bob hope did it for a couple of decades yeah like so and but no one remembers that because i don't you know what i don't think all of them are televised because no one gave enough of a shit (laughs) yeah those are the days when truly no one cared (laughs) it wasn't even on tv yeah it's not like you're hey man it's not like you've played a sport or something yeah um yeah, yeah, it's it's fun to talk about. Every time we talk about these awards things, we always say, we know it doesn't matter. We're just talking about it because it's fun and these people are idiots. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, my philosophy has increasingly over the years had to, by necessity, become just like, it's really nice when the right people win, you know, which is actually, yeah, no, isn't totally, it the Ron Swanson totally. line? You know, awards are meaningless, but it's nice when they go to the right people or something to that effect. I think yeah, the something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, and you know, it's the same. It's the same. His bullshit is the same as when um, uh, remember we talked, <laughs> we talked um about uh, uh, uh Eminem one time <laughs> about how like he he gets he gets paid a ludicrous amount of money to make an album. Yeah. Um, it's a highly anticipated album by literally millions of people. It goes multi-platinum. He's a huge star. I'm not casting aspersions on his talent at all. I'm just saying in those in these songs, he's talking about, they tried to shut me up, but they can't. Yeah. Everyone wants me to stop, but I'll never stop. But I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> There's There are people... There are, individual livelihoods based upon you doing this like people are counting on you to do what you're doing and you're saying they want me to be quiet no one wants yeah by the way semi-related to all of that uh too is i the narrative of the hollywood tough guy is one of my favorite myths too of like when people because they still talk about that like with de niro or pacino or or even like sometimes nick offerman who who does a good job of pushing back of like because he's you know very like um, good at building things, or mm-hmm. uh, the one I love shitting on because he, as another soapbox guy, is like Mike Rowe, who like gets very indignant about blue collar jobs, and it's like all of those people, whatever you think of them, they all chose a life 
of television or like movies. They chose a life or, or art. You or know art. what I mean? Like yeah. Mike, Mike, Rowe, Mike Rowe was an opera singer. Yeah. And he's an opera singer whose job is to pretend to do manual labor from the comfort of a trailer where they call cut. And when they're done filming it, he is immediately pampered and like paid handsomely for the work. Like, you know, and it's, you know, you can like it because he's shining light on these jobs and he does seem to have clear, like, reverence and for I, the and people. I, 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 and you get a glimpse into um, his personality a lot. And I yeah. genuinely like Mike Rowe. I, I do. do. I like, think he's like, a very cool, reasonable, awesome dude. I actually like all these people. I like Mike Rowe. I, I like Pacino and De Niro. Like, I like these guys. I love Nick Offerman. But it's it's just like this mythology where it's like... This idea that they're different from other artists, and it's like they're not. There's they all are doing the same thing. Mike Rowe gets makeup put on his face, and like probably has someone handing him Fiji water, like when he's not no, straight up. Like yeah. they went, they went to fucking acting school. Yeah, Chris, Christopher Walken went to Juilliard for dance. Yeah, but for some reason. You know, you're in high school in theater, and you're called you're you're called sexual epithets. And yeah. I'm like, what are you talking? Your heroes are people who started doing literally what I'm doing right now. And it's a, it's always like the guy who like talks shit about you for doing theater in high school also has a Scarface poster in his room, exactly. <laughs> like with zero hint of irony of like you know that's not real, right? <laughs> He's not he's not even close to Cuban, <laughs> let alone an actual gangster. Yeah, like what Yeah, it's just that always like struck me or like again, I mean I'm getting off on a million different tangents, but like I always loved that about like cuz you know, I I like professional wrestling. You and I have have watched quite a bit of wrestling together. I'll watch yeah. WrestleMania this year. Uh, sure. I, I love the people who are like, you know it's fake, right? What as opposed to what? What do you As think opposed on, to what? What do you think on television is real? <laughs> yeah, straight up. Yeah, I did. I didn't think I was actually sitting here watching a hockey game. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> this is definitely. Do, what do I think that that man actually has risen from the dead to come here yeah. and wrestle this other man who who's from Samoa, but definitely not because I know he's from Miami. Like, what do you? What do you think I think? What kind of moron do you think I am? They don't yeah. even call it a sport. They call it sports entertainment. We all know what's happening yeah. here. Oh, wrestling's fake. You're stupid for watching it. Now I'm going to go watch the Space Wizard movie where they use lightsabers to fight each other a long time exactly. ago. Or like, not what? even. Like, even if you're not saying that, just, you know, now I'm going to go... Um, watch this Mission Impossible movie, which I like better because Tom Cruise is a tough guy because he does his own stunts. What, what is the difference between him and the men wrestling in this ring? Yeah. They're definitely doing their own stunts because no one called cut yeah. and put another fucking guy in his place. Right. Yeah. Like literally professional wrestling is the real have to do their own stunts because, you know, Tom Cruise, who I do have a lot of respect for the fact that he uh, is clearly uh, committed to putting his life in jeopardy to film Mission Impossible movies. God bless him. Mm -hmm. But like and they're fun and it makes them really cool to watch. But like, yeah, I I watched a match where, you know, like Tom Cruise. So he jumped from one rooftop to another rooftop. He shattered his ankle and gets a lot of credit for three months later I think it was like was back filming the rest of the movie with like an sure. ankle that was clearly not fully healed mm -hmm. that's badass but Triple H Hunter Hearst Helmsley the professional uh -huh. wrestler uh -huh. tore his quad in a match had it like hanging off the bone and finished that match how about that <laughs> like 
that's also fucking badass. Yeah, like, I just, yeah, it's, anyway. But all of them are also artists and entertainers who chose that life. So we should all keep no, all of this in about, perspective. Okay, how about, let, yeah, let's bring it all together and say, if we're talking about people who are badass for doing things that are actual, we should always end with Carrie Strug, <laughs> who fucking almost destroyed her her entire leg to do one jump so that America could win uh, a hunk of metal that they had never won before. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. is badass. Yeah. She, someone said, don't run on that, let alone spring off that board over that thing and twist a bunch of times and land on it. You might die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, she did that shit. I'm just like, it's just. It is the, just the, li- the lines that we draw are ludicrous. Well, yeah. And it's that's just- why, like, we, it's, you know, even on this show. I, I'm not saying I'm pretending. I feel passionate about the things that we talk about, especially the things that might get loud about and things like that. But I know it's not important. We yeah. did nine, 90 minutes on on this recent Star Wars movie. I know that movie's not important. Nope. I know it's important to me, and but relatively, I know it's not anything. Yeah. It's actually fucking nothing. <laughs> Yeah. But I know I know that in my mind, and I don't draw lines for anyone else. I don't tell them that that it's important. I don't expect anyone else to think it's as, as important um, as I do, or is it, or important in the same way as I think it's important. Well, so it's just, it's I'm a, like, a, don't push your shit on other people. You know, it's dumb. Yeah. What's well, everything is silly. The thing you like is just as silly to someone else as you know the thing that that they like. You know, I mean, maybe you think it's. You know, like tougher to watch sports, but sports are still about like guys in spandex, like patting each other on the butt and like being paid millions of dollars to yeah. work, yeah. you know, like, uh, like no, hitting a ball you know or whatever. What? You know what? I'm glad we're having this conversation because it's the beginning of the year and it's good to just like clear the slate you know, and just say, look, we, we, we know, we know, like, as far as I can tell, um, Sports are supposed to be a fun way for um, for you to celebrate your hometown, mm-hmm. um, celebrate um, uh, 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 physical prowess, and also to have a fun rivalry. Yeah, um, with maybe some some other places that don't share your geography. What it turns into is just a me- it's just a mess because you're taking it too seriously. I I know people who are like fuck. Pittsburgh, not like the Steelers because we have a rivalry, but like that town is shit. Yeah, it should be wiped off the map. <laughs> like, yeah. wait, how are you mad at a city? They yeah. like their team too. <laughs> yeah, it's not Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, yeah. It's just, um, yeah. Like your your award show is not is not important. Your your opinion isn't important just because you pretend better than someone else. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. I give I you know you brought him up um, a little earlier. Like uh, Leo, when he won his Oscar, he got up there and thanked a couple people. But what he did is he took his time, um, some of his time out to say, while I have this platform, uh, this climate change thing is happening, and something should be done about it. You know what? You had you had the ears of millions of people, and you decided to talk about something that actually does fucking matter. Yeah. So that's cool. You didn't stand up there and, and spend five minutes thanking a bunch of people who I don't even know who the fuck they are. 
you're that's a that's a thing that's actually important. Well and, done. Well, if you're a true artist, you don't have to thank anyone else. You did it all yourself. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it's 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 a no win situation because we call celebrities vapid and shallow. And you, hey, the the ones that are super successful live very pampered lives, and I don't think they would tell you differently. But like. We call them shallow, but then if they care about something, we mock them for that or like, you know, that's it's considered not real. So it's like, what do you want? Like, do you want them to commit to being shallow? Like, I I don't. And also, you're going to call them shallow at the evening that its entire purpose for existing is to praise them for doing the work <laughs> straight up because for two hours before we got in our seats we all marched across this carpet so people could judge us on what we're wearing yeah yeah and took photos and like and again it's your point about entire industries exist like of just like uh-huh. you know the people who made the dresses like that's a business that you know they're uh, you know, but no, we don't talk about Hollywood as job creating or like in a thing that America exports or a real job. And right. we also I just not to get too political, but I love the idea that like celebrities stick to your job. It's always someone telling them that who isn't a politician or like it's like right. some other person who has some other job and isn't more qualified to talk about politics. Like stay in your lane like you're a dentist. Shut up. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's another thing. I mean, thank thank you all for listening to the show. And I I <clears throat> um without irony and in all sincerity, um you're you're great and I love you and thank you for listening to our show. Why but are we, you why are you doing a jerk off motion the whole time you uh, say <laughs> I deserve that. I deserve that. <laughs> I've gotten you with that way too. I know well. it's a good um, bit. I saw the like my eyes like lit up. I was like, "Oh, this is a time you can do that." This is a time I can get it. I can get it. Um, <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, that's right. um, but we both, um, Mr. Murphy and myself, know that our opinions don't matter that much more than anyone else's. Sure, we've consumed a lot more of this culture and talked about it a lot more. But what makes us more qualified? Nothing at all. We're two goofballs. So we know that doesn't matter either. But we're just having fun. We're having fun, and we're really not telling anyone what to do. We don't. We, we know it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just fun. So get off your damn soapbox. You're like you're. You're part of the 1% too, and you're going to stand up there and tell everyone else, shut the fuck up. When you've been preaching, stop being religious. You're ruining humanity by being religious. When also, that like people who are evangelical about atheism don't realize how much they sound like people who are evangelical about any Just other like religion. Them. Just like them. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you what to believe, and I am mm-hmm. telling you confidently that I am right about how the world works. It's so dumb. I yeah. watched. I watched. Oh, my God. I was so. I was like double pissed off that one time when um uh uh Bill Maher was talking about how the nation of Islam in their text promotes violence and I was pissed off at that already because fuck you you fucking idiot you get yeah. out of something what you want obviously and yeah. you can manipulate anything into anything but the guy who was saying that to him on his show was goddamn Ben Affleck and I'm like I agree with Ben Affleck. I don't want to agree with Ben Affleck. I mean, I agree with Ben Affleck on a lot. Like, you know. That he shouldn't be Batman? That he shouldn't be Batman. (laughs) Uh, That that tattoo that he got on his back is badass. 
<laughs> what was it? A phoenix? Yeah, because no, I always weird. remember because Jennifer Garner's comment about it. Someone asked her about it, and because it, it's a phoenix rising from the ashes, and her mm. response when pressed about it was, "Am I the ashes? Because I reject <laughs> that." <laughs> that's a really good line. Yeah, that's um, a really good line. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that was uh, that felt good. I feel like we purged some. You know what? I didn't even know I needed to vent about that. I've been holding that. I had a I had a knot in my lower back that has just gone away after oh. doing that. Oh, that's good. I'm so glad. I feel lighter. I feel very. Uh, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. That's I do. Good. My gas is gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was. Uh, well, that let's was, let's talk about what good. we really where our passions really lie and where you know as you just said we're not really experts in uh pop culture in general we're just guys like talking about this stuff because we love it but i think where we both are experts and uh i know your degree uh certainly mm-hmm. in this uh as is one of mine uh okay. and, and that is uh the british monarchy like we're very <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 you know like that's just what was your thesis on again I'm trying to remember like oh um, my thesis was on um, uh, the uh, I, I was talking about how um, the the entire British monarchy now is German and n- no one's talking about that enough <laughs> yeah which is really it was good stuff it was very eye opening yes yeah, I, to tell really... you the truth I try I. I tried. I don't know why. It was, you know what? It's mainly for uh, trivia because I play on a trivia team. <clears throat> um, big ups to Annie's boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I, and I tried to. I was gonna. I wasn't. I didn't want to memorize the entirety of the the British monarchy. Um, at least the the leaders of the British mar- monarchy all the way back. But I wanted to do it from King George, um, our our former king of the colonies um uh up until the present and i thought it would be easy because there's a big chunk of elizabeth and a uh, elizabeth ii and a big chunk of victoria um but no it's a muddled mess like it, ch- it changed hands so many times other than them those people just died just immediately <laughs> this immediately just got sick and died then one abdicates and another, I'm like, i can't i can't remember this crap like, like, there's only five different names, but then you got these numerous. I can't do this shit. <laughs> uh, well, no, but have you been following uh, the big story that uh, as we're recording this? Well, I don't know if I want to talk about that one. It's not, no. not Andrew, right? I don't want to talk about Andrew. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, the, have you been following? <laughs> no, no, no. That's the old okay. story. Gotcha. Uh, no, the Meghan Markle, uh, Prince Harry stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you been? No, no, I haven't at all. No. Oh man, uh, they they're out. They're what, they. What, what do you mean they're out? They they. Uh, now here, let me. I'm gonna pull this up. Uh, what do you mean they're out? What do you, and now you're just leaving me sitting in that. They're yeah. out. Out of what? They they're out of the royal family. Like they they left. What do I didn't you know mean? You could do they, that. Hold on, hold on. You don't just leave the royal family. They did. Like you can't just you can't just say I'm not related to you anymore, right? That's what they did. They I, I mean I guess it would be like abdicating. Here, let me find like a uh you know, actual news source. <laughs> uh yeah. What's happening? But they yeah, they they announced it that they're like they're done. They they don't want to do it anymore. 
Uh, oh God, I I typed it in to like find a good source. The first one's People, and I was like, no. Then Fox News, <laughs> then, NBC, <laughs> then NBC News, then BuzzFeed, then TMZ. Oh, okay, so we'll never know the truth of this story. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll start to wonder. Oh, Daily just, Beast. There's Daily Beast. Okay, well now. You know what? I'll just text Harry. I actually have his number because he buys weed from me every once in a while. <laughs> I don't. There's not. I'm realizing there's not a single uh, news source I want to read on this. So they just left the royal family. Yeah, I didn't. Know I heard do. nothing of this. How did you hear? No, you're the Anglophile of the two of us. Like I would have thought. I, you I don't would... know. I don't. You know what? I don't really follow the royals. They're the least interesting part of <laughs> of that kingdom, as far as I can tell. Um. Okay. So hold on. Hold on. Vamp. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Harry, though, and not just my porn. You know. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. We're going with people. I don't. Out of all of the ones, I was like, okay, sure, sure, okay. sure. That's probably like the least toxic. I know that was that was what I went with. I was like, it's not going to be well reported, but it's yeah. it's not going to like <laughs> anger me. All right, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are making a dramatic move. The royal couple announced on Wednesday that they intend to quote step back as senior members of the royal family and are making plans to split their time between the UK and North America. After many months of reflection and internal discussions, we have chosen to make a transition this year in starting to carve out a progressive new role within this institution, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex wrote on Instagram. They announced it on Instagram. Oh, my God. We intend. So they're just like, they're, they're just, okay, keep going. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I mean, I think they're consciously uncoupling from the royal family. Yeah, it sounds like they're just like, we, nothing we do actually affects anything so yeah. can we just live our lives the way we want to please yeah well it's a, we intend to step back as senior members of the royal family and work to become financially independent while continuing to fully support what? her majesty the queen it is with your encouragement participation over the last few years and we feel prepared to make this adjustment uh and then there's like more stuff but yeah that's so that's, they just they just don't want to be royals it's yeah. probably a gigantic paint pain in the ass harry will never be the king anyways so yeah. who gives a shit yeah so apparently uh yeah like i didn't know you could do that uh but like they're doing it i i'm hoping this means that suits is coming back that's what i'm rooting for that'll be awesome if suits comes back <laughs> so i guess is he also um like removing himself as being in line for the throne. It sounds like it because he's he's okay. like yeah. He never they, wanted that job. Harry was always the cool one. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's more to the the statement though. If I can just read this, uh, this might clarify what you were asking. It goes okay. on to say, "We'll never be royals. It don't run in our blood. That kind of luck <laughs> just ain't for us. We crave a different kind of buzz." Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> But yeah, it's fascinating. I, you know, why I'm most excited for this uh, out of everything with this story is think about the possibilities for next year's, or well, I guess this year's uh, Hallmark Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. Because you only really had two ways to go, right? You had a mm -hmm. uh, girl who lives in the city comes back to her hometown yep, and sure. dumps yep. rich businessman for there hometown guy that was there, there all along, and then you had like. Marries a prince. That was it. But like, 
marries a prince and then takes him back to the small town? Holy shit. That's that's changing the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the the hallmark of the hallmark's version of Green Acres. Yeah. I'd watch the fuck out of that. A, a, a garbage disposal. <laughs> a disposal. <laughs> you you put the garbage in it. Really... I thought it just stayed in the rubbish bin. <laughs> Can't we have the maid do it? It's just a lot of that. It's okay. it's a lot of I that. don't like. I honestly. And then she I has don't to know. be like. She has to be like. No, we don't have a maid. We're only moderately wealthy now. Yeah, yeah. We we don't. We only we only have American entertainment money. We don't have we conquered half the world money. <laughs> and we're moving to L.A. There's a housing crisis. I mean, look, like we have money, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm really, you know what? I'm gonna give it up to people for uh, you. You read that whole blurb, and I never once heard the word Brexit. The fact mm-hmm. they did they, they didn't call it like Harry and Meghan's own personal Brexit or yeah. some bullshit like that. Oh, I bet, man. Just wait till those late night talk shows. It'll be. <laughs> I bet Fallon's all over that one. <laughs> so much. <laughs> it's uh, man. That's what he is. The only easy target. That I don't mind when when anyone takes a <laughs> he can handle it. His his life's work. I don't out. mind. Go for Corden too. I've never been. I I've never been a fan of Corden. Oh, I he, forgot. He seems, oh, he seems like an ass. Oh shit! I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm getting patched in another phone call. I don't care. He's, <laughs> he has one more joke. He's a he wants to tell a joke about James uh-huh. Corden. Oh okay. Apparently, get this. Uh huh. The guy's overweight. Get out of here. Yeah, and was in the movie Cats. Well, the, he has very well-tailored suits then because we couldn't tell at all, all right. Also, that he was chonky. Also, to go back uh, to, you know, we're, we're moving forward, but just to, to, since we're here, you know that Gervais would have taken that role in a second if it was offered You think to so? Him. He would have. He 100% would have taken the role in Cats. You're probably right. Yeah, he would have. He would have loved it. He would have Russell crowed so? that. He would have Russell crowed that shit. You're probably right. You know what? You're probably yeah. right. Yeah, I think that's why it burns him up. He's yeah, like, that could have been me. like if if Weber gave him a personal phone call. Yeah. Lord Andrew Lloyd Weber called him up <laughs> and asked him to do the part. He, you're right. He probably would have done. Thank it. you for going yeah. full name. I was like, why would Stephen Weber call him? Oh, because he, he wanted to talk about wings. <laughs> You know what you should take pot shots at is wings. That's, we're getting more topical. For, <laughs> we're skewing a hundred. I was actually on Hulu and I saw that you can watch reruns of Wings, and I was baffled by that because I have seen every episode of Wings multiple times. I'm sure. Have you really? They used to run all the time on the USA Network. Yeah. You know, but I didn't have any sort of cable. I had five channels, so I couldn't couldn't watch all the wings. You know what's fascinating is I I can't ever say that I actually liked the show. I don't. You watched all of them multiple times. I kept watching it, and I don't know why. (sighs) I don't know what brought me back. 
I know it was. I know their airline was called Sandpiper. It was Sandpiper Air. Uh, it where was were they Nantucket. based out of? Nantucket. Nantucket. Mm-hmm. Nantucket. And it there was, was Roy. Roy. He he was the. Uh, what did he car rental? Is that what Roy did? Was he car? I don't. I remember him having a, like greasy mustache. He had a gre- he was the right? greasy like sketchy kind of uh, portly gentleman. Okay. Uh, okay, and I believe like he. I want to say he owned the car rental place, and then Faye. Uh, she Mm-mm. she was the, like the receptionist there. She was the one who rented them out the cars. Uh, then it was Joe and Brian were the brothers that uh, t- tumultuous actual, relationship. Okay. Give me a second to remember. Thomas Hayden Church's character's name. It was oh, it was something. So, it was one of those names that they always give to characters who are like quirky and a little slow. I think and you it know was like, like it was like Lyle. Oh or... yeah, okay. It, okay, because I was trying to remember what it was, but it, what I think it is 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 close to Lyle. So okay, lay it on me. I'm not. I think it was Lloyd, Lyle. wasn't it? Lloyd. <sighs> Lloyd doesn't sound right to oh, me. Oh shit. Lyle because Lloyd. I, so people are screaming at their devices right now. It's you funny because I, idiots. because I, Lowell was it Lowell? Lowell. It, it was, was Lowell. Lowell. Yeah, there right. You go. Yeah, it was Lowell. Okay. And then it was Anthony. Uh, I almost said Scaramucci. That was the the Trump guy. But it was Scarpacci. Antonio Scarpacci was uh, was uh, Monk. Uh, it was uh, Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub, right? He was a cab driver. That's right. And then Helen was the the on the will they won't they? Uh, she ran the diner. Fuck me! I forgot Tony Shalhoub was in that. What? How? How could you? I know. I know. Yeah. I remember Thomas Hayden Church. I forgot Tony Shalhoub was in that. No, I always show. remember that because it's hilarious to me that they were the most tertiary of the characters on that show, and they're the two that had the biggest careers, like post. Uh, oh yeah, most definitely. most definitely. No disrespect to Tim Daly, who's a wonderful Superman. Uh, in the animated series, so uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Tim, da- yeah, Tim Daly is good. Yeah, no, he's a really good Superman. I, I actually really love the way he does that voice. And also, hey, Stephen Weber both uh, got a stiletto heel put through his eye in Single White mm-hmm. Female, and uh, his best work ever is in Party Down. So he was good in Party Down. I was gonna say that I, I he had to be in that. Um, that Stephen King uh, mm. remake of The, the Shining the, that was made for TV. That was where Stephen King had way too much control over it. He was finally going to Yeah, fix. he said, he said, Kubrick didn't do it right. Yeah. I, I don't know, Stephen. I think maybe you actually didn't write that book correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got to be honest. I don't even... The book means nothing to me. Like, I only... <laughs> And I yeah. like Stephen King, but like you lost that one. But you got to Chuck Polinick yeah. that one, bro. Like Polinick no, gave up, up yeah, on Fight Club think, and was like, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. better." Right, right, yeah. yeah. The same thing with Philip K. Dick. Like you, I don't know. I know people. I say people. Let me actually count them in my head. I know two people who I can say that The Shining. They've told me that the book The Shining means a lot to them. Like it's a really good, scary book. But um, I don't know. The rest of us think that the movie is the thing to do. Yeah, I mean, the movie... And again, it's not even like the movie's like, you know, a tight script. Like, you watch that. It's just... It's such an experience. It is. It's an experience. That's what it is. Yeah. And, you know, plus, like, it had all that shit about faking the moon landing. Yes. Yep. He was... He straight... That kid straight up wore a sweater that said Apollo 11. 
did. If you don't, if you don't see that he's dangling that that piece of raw chicken above an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> I also love this story, and I, maybe you're the one who told me this, and maybe we've talked about it on the show before. But I love that uh, that kid supposedly didn't know that he was in a horror movie. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That is neat. Yeah, that's delightful. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, you give that one up. When I have so much respect for artists, well, like when uh, when you say, you know what, I think Ridley Scott under understood Blade Runner better than me, or um, I think Jimi Hendrix understood the song Watchtower better than I did. Yeah, and like you, I I give that up to him every single time. Did Palinik say that with David Fincher? Like just he did he he, he said, said he said the movie. Don't buy better. my book. Go watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, he has said that the movie of Fight Club is better than the book, and he also said I remember specifically that Helena Bonham Carter was so good in it that uh, that he thinks she was perfect for Marla Singer, and then like that he's kind of like I think he's written other stuff like with her in mind. <laughs> since, oh no shit! Like that was how like impactful her performance was. That right uh, on. But yeah, because in. It's funny because I like The Shining. I don't. I don't know if I've ever read the book or not. To be honest with you, I've read a lot of Stephen King, but I, I don't have a memory of that book anymore. So if I did read right. it, it's been replaced by the movie. Yeah, and I'll, uh, and I'll tell you what. I know we're we're running. We're, we're look. We're closing in. Yeah, we got it. on the on the final lap here. But <clears throat> I don't want this. To, if you want to, it's fine. I, but it doesn't have to be a discussion of like movies you liked better than books. But I will tell you that. And please, if you wouldn't mind looking this up for me right now. Yeah, what do you got? Um, the director of American Psycho. Oh, is, I know I'm, it's a female I, director, and I'm yes, yeah. yeah. Um, but Ellis, also, Ellis wrote a a cool book, and I read that book. It was it was gruesome. It was kind of scary. It was um, it, it. I don't know. It was a, it was a cool book to read. But, but also, that guy sucks. <laughs> he. I just have to say that, that guy. Sucks. <laughs> he went through some shit in his youth, man. Okay, but like he I'm not making excuses for him. Now. He hasn't. He hasn't done any specific really horrible things. He seems like he kind of sucks a little bit. But Did I'm going to give him. Was it? Uh, I, I don't think we talked about it on the show, but there was a New York Times interview with him about mm-hmm. like his most recent book, where it was a work of art of just him like just being such a dick and the the like like he was trying to be evasive and the it was a rare example of like the person interviewing him like not letting it go and just being like well then why did you write the book like no like i'm not gonna like let you off the hook with these answers Uh, you know it was it was great uh to mary heron yeah i wanted to say it was mary something okay um the her interpretation of that novel was so goddamn good. It, the world building was so perfect. That movie's amazing. Um, it's it's so good. It, like you you don't. I understand it's not everyone's cup of tea, but the rewatchability and the timelessness of it. Because I I will I will watch it. Sometimes when I'm watching it, um, which isn't too often, I might I might actually watch that movie once a year. Come to think of it, not on purpose. It just happens. American Psycho. Um, American Psycho. Yeah. I, I genuinely I watch it once a year. Like sometimes yeah. I forget. Like sometimes yeah. I'll be watching it and think, man, Jared Leto has aged so well. <laughs> Forgetting that this isn't the fucking eighties. This yeah. was made at the turn of the century. Yeah. Because her world building is so perfect. Like from the costumes to the music to the way people speak. 
Um, it's 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 good. I'm not taking away credit from the actors who are doing that as well, but like she, it lives or dies with the um, um, um with the person who has creative control, and it's goddamn that's good. The opening credits set the tone perfect. That's so goddamn good. It's way better than the, you don't you don't need to watch. Don't read that book. No. You don't need to read that book. Don't read The Shining to stop reading books. Yeah, um, Fight Club. Lord, Lord of the Rings. I, those books were very special to me as a oh, youth. Fuck dude, that. You don't have to do movie, that anymore. No, I read all those books. And when I saw those movies, I was like, oh, my God, this is so streamlined and so much yeah. better. <laughs> they took out all the dumb stuff. Yeah, that's. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I love it. I love it when a director can do that, but also when um, – an artist whose work is being interpreted can say that is actually really good. And I like it better than the thing I did. Uh, sorry. I like, I found this, this interview. I forgot how much about Trump it is. Uh, Brett Easton Ellen's book. This is from, it was the New Yorker. Uh, it was, when did this come out? It was April of last year. It was Isaac uh, Chotner interviewed uh-huh. him. But it's just it's it's a very funny interview just in general um that um that like just um <laughs> sorry I'm like trying to I'm trying to just pick a point to go to <laughs> like cuz it's all of like I just I don't want to read the whole interview cuz we're almost No out no of time. this is good this is good I'm people are so sick of podcasters who prepare for their show beforehand. That's terrible, right? You don't get to see the process. <laughs> I like your haircut, by the way. It looks good. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you gotta get, I'm trying to get fresh for, for 2020, you know. Yeah, 2020, motherfuckers! <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so this is the interviewer asked, did it bother you when people showed up at airports? Because he's very against liberals. Like, that's his whole thing is he thinks liberals are overreacting to Trump. And he okay. he dates a guy who's younger than him and he they argue about politics and stuff. But it's like, here's mm. a, did it bother you when people showed up at airports or said child separation was terrible? No, not at all. I'm not really bothered by that one way or another. And then he said, but you don't think people should complain about uh, those policies? No, I feel that whoever had been elected can do whatever they set out to do and what their party wants them to do and what their base wants them to do. And you might not like it. Todd, that's his boyfriend, might not mm-hmm. like it. I might not even like it. But this is reality. It's not some made-up fantasy. This is happening. There are plenty of people who like what he is doing. So what are we saying? And then the interviewer is like, there were plenty of people in favor of segregation. I'm not sure how far that gets us. And he said, there are plenty of people who like Donald Trump. And then he goes, there are plenty of people who like all kinds of things. And then Ellis yeah, goes. that's a really good point. He's yeah. saying nothing. Yeah. And then Ellis just goes, no, I know. And then he goes, you don't have anything to add on that? And then Ellis says, I think you're leading me into things I'm not particularly interested in. And then he goes, which is what? Everything you wrote your book about? <laughs> what a goddamn jerk. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, it really. That's, a, that's so not. What are you talking oh. about? Like, why? Why do you? Why do you not have a problem with that? Because other people don't. Yeah. What? <laughs> Here, this is a good. Sorry, I. This uh-huh. I. I highly recommend this whole interview. I'd forgotten about it. And I'm so happy, and I feel like even though that was stumbling to get to reading a part of it, that thematically mm. we did tie this to, into the beginning because this is okay. another person who 
is a celebrity who likes the spotlight, who is complaining about celebrities and liking the spotlight. I didn't know we'd come full circle, but Brady mm-hmm. Snellis. But so the interviewer says, in an interview with the TLS, you said the progressive movement has become as authoritarian as what they're protesting and that it happened to a degree with the Me Too movement. The idea of sexual assault and violence against women is reprehensible. Uh, I don't know anyone who doesn't accept that. Ken, and then he cuts him off and goes, agreed, agreed. And then the interviewer goes, well, you said it. Of course you agree. (laughs) 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 It's just really cracked me up. That's good. uh, Yeah, so anyway, I highly recommend that interview from a year ago. Go, Go read it. Yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna check that out. I like that. No, it's very. It's just. I think it struck me because it's the kind of thing, and it does. I mean, you know, again, none of this matters. Brett Easton Ellen's uh, Ellis's opinions don't matter, but like, it's just the kind of thing that we don't see enough. And you know what? He, okay, again, I really am gonna bring all this home. That's yeah. an interviewer who doesn't care. <laughs> like that is an interviewer that doesn't care because it doesn't, doesn't even sound like that interviewer wanted this assignment. Yeah. The interviewer doesn't want the assignment. Doesn't care. What Brady Sinellis, like thinks of him. It's just like, I have to talk to this asshole. You know what? I'm gonna. But it's just the kind of like accountability. I think the problem with most interviews and the reason we don't see more interviews like that is because the people care and they don't want to burn any bridges or upset anyone. So no one ever holds anyone accountable to what they say or, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's not about just calling someone an asshole or picking apart every peach, piece of hypocrisy they say. Because that's what the news loves to do. Oh my god, I sound like a goddamn politician. <laughs> but it's true. It's like there's always all these stories focused on. They said this one thing, but a while back they said this other thing. Well, people's opinions change. Also, there's differences in interpretations and things like that. That doesn't. That doesn't really prove anything. You know, it's different when it's an entire political party who says we we hold this sacred, but then do the opposite of that thing. That's something different than just someone says one thing, but then they kind of say something in a different way. You know, that's yeah, it's a that's a very wishy washy area. But like um, just like some someone who's very famous, who's very rich, who who's living a lifestyle that you and I will never have. To sit there and listen to them and just be able to say, say something that makes sense. Just to yeah. make them make sense. Just It's not even about like, I'm going to call them out on their bullshit. It's just saying, say an answer that, that is an actual answer. Yeah. You know, take a stance on something that makes any sort of fucking sense. Well, and even you could do it like the one that, that that's a favorite talking point of, of people. Again, the, to take it back to Hollywood is people love to say like, oh, you can't say anything anymore. Like the PC police, the cancel culture. Like they don't like who who has been canceled? Like press them on that. Like who is actually like mm-hmm. gone away? Like has said something like it just again to put a bow on everything that we talked everybody talks so much about Shane Gillis and how like cancel culture like got him fired from Saturday Night Live I just saw this week he was named comedian of the year in yeah. New York yeah, so yeah. like the idea that any like it's just people are allowed to respond negatively to the things that you say and like it, it doesn't get you excommunicated they're, they're, right. liberals aren't like firing people <laughs> catapults like into the sun I, yeah i just think you shouldn't like b- people are so afraid because there there are these famous people with power 
that you think that they're just going to make a phone call and get you shit canned when just think about who the fuck you're talking to. You know, yeah. like maybe someone can do that. Maybe they can't. But I, I have so much respect for someone who's sitting across from a celebrity, a, an author, an actor, a director. Yeah. And when they say some bullshit, they say, OK, but I, I don't understand what you just said. Yeah. Say say a thing. When you say I um no, I don't have a problem with that because lots of people um, voted for Trump. And so by voting for him, it puts him into power and he can do as he wants. That's not a, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any Just sense. Just say That's... something that makes any sense. Just yeah. because he got elected, he can do as he pleases. And so you think anything he does is okay because he was elected. That's also literally not the but, system of government that we have. We have three and branches of government. It's not a system government. of government. And also, it's not an opinion. You, yeah. you voice no opinion. You're just saying, I'll go along with whatever because he got elected. That's <laughs> not what? That's also literally what Nixon's argument was for Watergate, Ugh. was if the president does it, it's not illegal. <laughs> that was literally what he said. Take a stance or don't take a stance, but yeah. the fact that you just people they just talk for a while and someone else says okay, don't don't do don't do that. It's well, not even yeah. it's not even being rude. It's not calling someone on their bullshit. It's just saying I don't understand what you're saying because it doesn't make any sense. Just like I, the, the the interviewer said, lots of people believe in lots of things. Yeah, well, it's just I think the world would be a better place if we all. Ask three follow-up questions. <laughs> exactly. Exact, that's it, all I'm saying. It's actually, I'm, you don't need to be a dick and you don't need to do a do a bit and, you know, try, trying to get a laugh on someone else's expense. It's just a matter of, like, don't don't let people just say some shit and get away with it because you're afraid of confrontation or, or something or you're afraid of what they're going to do if you confront them. It's no problem. You can be very polite and ask some follow-up questions. What yeah. do you mean by that? Actually, it, the opposite of that is true for these reasons. What do you think about that? It actually it reminds me there was a, there was a Saturday Night Live sketch when John Mulaney hosted. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a really great sketch where uh, – the whole thing was just it the setup it was a game show and they were asking uh they would put up photos of celebrities and ask who they were and then they started bringing out people that they knew in real life right i remember that ask, yeah but uh there's a point where Mulaney's character says something and bill Hader's the host and he just goes no wait stay on that no and he like tells yeah, the yeah, camera to talking. like zoom in keep yeah, to, yeah, yeah exactly, no, exactly. Keep, keep talking is that that's what we all need to do is this that bill Hader moment like, no wait stay because yeah. the amount of times that people are just like oh crazy thing that they say and then it's just like mm-hmm. okay so anyway next question and it's like no that's it's actually it's a funny thing of like uh the the classes that i took like the class i don't know why i made it the class i took at uh-huh. ucb uh that's kind of how they teach you to do uh, like improv of like you do a scene and you sort of uh, latch onto the first like unusual thing that someone says and then that's what the scene is about of like okay we're having a normal conversation normal conversation oh wait that guy just said something weird okay that's yeah. what the scene is like exactly yeah 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 that's, that's good. how interviews should be like okay mm-hmm. this is we're doing a normal interview no wait that's crazy nope I'm not gonna ask you about the movie now because you just said a really weird thing exactly <laughs> exactly exactly. <laughs> Yep. Wouldn't it all be more interesting? I mean, the the celebrities are fucking bored anyway because they get asked the same ten questions by everybody. Sure, like, sure yeah, sure, they're sure. like, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, the we 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 covered a lot of territory. I feel we like we did. But, we yeah. covered this, the how we're starting. This how it's gonna be this year, motherfuckers.
Yeah, it's... 2020! 2020, motherfuckers! <laughs> I was trying to... I was mixing it up a little bit. You know why? I dig it. That was... Why? Because I don't care. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It was a <laughs> remix. Uh, but also, hey, my, my famous catchphrase really fits in here. Remember, mm-hmm. question everything. Yeah. Motherfucker! You won't talk me into love once more. You and I both should know not to do what was done before. Tell me why you are the voice that cries inside of me. Production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. We have to ask. It's a podcast where we answer the question Are you going to eat that? What will you leave behind? Why get out of bed? Will you be our neighbor? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. We're two hosts, Infinite Universes. 
We, we have, have to ask. ask. New interviews every Tuesday. Find us on iTunes or online at wehavetoask.com or with the other great podcasts on the Peaksloth Network at peaksloth.com. Peaksloth.